Is sticking with Emory Jones going to be the correct decision for Arizona State Sun Devils football moving forward? We're going to talk about that on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, yo, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I am your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils sports. Thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. You can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, if you want to check us out on that visual platform. But wherever you are listening or watching this podcast, make sure you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content five days a week. Also, if you want to stay in touch with that content, make sure you're following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrad36, and you can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Let's hop into today's conversation. Of course, nice, easy, simple conversation today. No need to get too philosophical. Wrong, as always. Sean Aguano came out and told us pretty much what we already knew. And confirmed for the people who weren't sure what is going to be the case moving forward. Emory Jones is the quarterback. As Aguano said in a little conference during practice, or after practice, I should say. You shouldn't be punished in losing your job by getting injured. Spot on. It's accurate. It's just the way it should be. Like, I understand that. Trenton Bourget comes in and completely outplays what Emory has done the entirety of the year and pulls off one of the biggest wins in Arizona State's last like two to three years and potentially could have could be like the season turnaround point for the team. But uh it just yeah, it it there's there's still loyalty and there's still reason to believe that Emory was going to take that step forward. He was looking solid against Washington. He just got injured. He took a bad hit. Those things happen. And that's what we're here to discuss today. Is this the right decision? I'm going to try and play devil's advocate for both sides before eventually coming down and giving my ultimate conclusion at the end of the podcast. So let's go ahead and start with why this is the right decision. Yes, this is the right thing to do. Emory Jones is still the most talented quarterback on this roster. Definitively, it's not close. He can run, he can throw, he's got a good throwing arm, he's got good throwing mechanics too. I mean, it's not like he's just kind of throwing this into the wind and letting it kind of flutter around, do whatever. He can put it on a line when he wants to. He can get it pretty far down the field. He's not Patrick Mahomes, but he's certainly not Richie Bradshaw throwing the football. The dude has what it takes to be a starting cal- caliber quarterback. Plus, he's got the athleticism that just peaks off the charts. I mean, the kid's just impossible to, to tackle. He's so elusive. He's so fast. He's so electric. There's so much that he brings to the table for you as a quarterback. When you look at the rest of the guys on this roster, particularly Paul Tyson and Trent Borgay, yeah, it's night and day difference. Yes, Borgay can move, but he's still not even in the same realm of athleticism as Emory Jones is. Paul Tyson, I might be as athletic as Paul Tyson is when it comes to running, at least. But Emery just gives you this 
definitive edge over a defense. He allows you to look at defenses and basically tell them like, Hey man, you might be able to limit what we're wanting to do as a passing team, but we'll be darned if you think you're going to be able to take away Emery's legs. Now herein lies the problem is that's been the case this year is Emery hasn't been able to use his legs, but I still am of the belief that he hasn't been allowed to use his legs yet. I want to see those chains come off for Emery and I want to see him get his like obligated role at this point, I would say to be able to run around, be that mobile dual threat quarterback, try and be that. I'm not going pro quarterbacks. I'm, I'm going to say, try and be like that Malik Cunningham from Louisville or man, who are some other good mobile quarterbacks? Malik Cunningham's about as good as it gets. There's a handful of guys. I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. Leave me alone. Anyways, point is, you just, it's so hard to label Emory as a failure when you're not giving him the opportunity to succeed. And that's, that's where I am still like, this is the right decision kind of thing is because Emory has not done anything to lose this job. Emory is not playing bad. He's just not playing elite. He is playing to the level of everyone else right now. He's good enough. And, you know, obviously good enough has only been one win for Arizona State, right? Emory is one and four as a starter for the Sun Devils. Technically, he's two and four since he did start against Washington, but uh, playing a full game, we'll go with that. He's one and four. And Trenton Bourget is one and oh as a majority of the game starter kind of thing. So, I understand that, like, you can get hung up on Emery's not winning football games. Why should we keep rolling with him? You should keep rolling with him because he gives you your best opportunity to win. And again, you can fire right back. And this is something we're going to discuss more in, this, in the second part of the podcast as well. So don't worry. We'll we'll touch all our bases. But Emery Jones is still, to me, definitively the best quarterback on this roster. Across the board. We have a one-game sample size of Trenton Bourget, and it was a very good sample size, but there was there's still definitely a lot to be desired. There were a lot of sailing passes. There was a really bad interception he had in that game against Washington. Bourget had 12 career attempts coming into this game. He is in his fourth year in college. After this week, he has 35 career pass attempts. 30, no, 33. 33 career pass attempts. Trenton Bourget. That's just not enough to go off of. Yeah, it, it was exciting. Okay. We all know it was exciting. It was awesome. It was energizing. It was exactly what the team needed. But who, who's to say that that's going to be a repeat thing from Trenton Bourget? We can't just anticipate that that's going to happen again, whether he's a starter or whether he's coming off the bench. You can't just sit here and go, well, you know, Trenton Bourget is clearly a Heisman contender because look at what he did the moment he came in for an injured Emory Jones. No, you can't do that. Right now, you need to win football games because you need to protect the pride of this program and do everything that you possibly can to keep them above water and still moving forward to the future. Because at this point, you want the season to end as quickly as possible. You want to wash your hands with 2022. But that doesn't mean you want to lose out because if you go two and 10 to, to finish the year, that's terrible. 
and that's going to set your your program back. But if you can find a way to scrape out those three wins that I've been talking about with Stanford, Colorado, and U of A coming up, if you can get those three wins, get yourself to a five and seven record, that's redeemable. And that'll give this program a little more validity for incoming recruits and people hitting the transfer portal to say, you know what? That team was down and they fought. The way that you get that is by sticking it out with Emory Jones. Prove to everyone that you are willing to stick with a guy when the going gets tough. He hasn't lost a job. I think that's the biggest thing that people need to realize here. He hasn't lost a job. He was injured. He didn't get pulled from the game. He didn't throw an interception and then Coach Iguano said, you're out, you're done, get out. That's not the case. And that's why this is the right decision. However, I will also tell you that this is the wrong decision to be making for Arizona State Sun Devils football. And we'll talk about why I think it's the wrong decision to make in just a moment here. But first, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash thanks to Upside. And I can tell you guys that Upside is my best friend when I have to take my big old Ford F-150 to the gas pump and at least know I'm making a little bit of money back with every single nickel that's going into that into that gas tank. To get started, all you need to do is download the free Upside app. Use the promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with the check with, with the credit or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED. Use Upside now. Here's why it is not a good thing. Here's why it is not a good thing that Arizona State has decided they are going to roll the dice and stay with uh, Emory Jones. Emory is not winning football games. He's won one. And his one win was a team he was supposed to dominate. And he didn't, they did, for the most part, but dominate. That was week one. That was against NAU. That's a game you were supposed to win. That was a game you were supposed to dominate. You did, for the most part, but not entirely because of Emory. Emory scored two touchdowns. Both came as a runner. It was 13 of 18 through the air. 152 yards. No touchdowns, no no interceptions. It's a good day. The ground is what dominated for Arizona State. They ran the ball 49 times. Valaday turned in 116 yards and two touchdowns. Nagata turned in 60 yards. Tevin White got all eight of his touches in this game and turned in 29 yards. Everyone was contributing through the ground game. The passing game wasn't really needed. Emory still had a turnover in that game. He had a strip sack. They're, even in the biggest 
win for Emory Jones as an Arizona State Sun Devil. Tech, technically, not his only one, but essentially his only win. He was okay. He needed to rely on the rest of Arizona State to guide him to the promised lands. He needed to rely on Xavier Valade. He needed to rely on uh, Jana Nagata and Elijah Badger and Messiah Swenson in order to deliver. He needed that defense to step up, and they played masterfully. They only gave up three points. Uh, they had three interceptions. One of them got taken back. Was all three of them were going to be pick sixes? No, just two of them. Two of them were going to be pick sixes. One was completely wiped away. The other one uh, was just the, the yardage was taken back. That was the best game for Emory Jones. Other than that, if you look at his game log, it's nothing remarkable. He has four touchdown passes on the year in six games, and he's never thrown more than one. So he had thrown one against Oklahoma State, Eastern Michigan, Utah, and USC before getting injured against Washington. He also had three interceptions. And granted, one of those was a multi-interception game. But you think about this, you're looking at it. He basically has... He's... What am I trying to say? He's got what? Two, three... He's got three multi-touchdown games, but all three of those games are two touchdowns. And two, one of those games was a two rushing touchdown game. So he's got one two rushing touchdown game and two, two games of one passing, one rushing touchdown. That's just not a lot of points that you're putting up. He's got eight touchdowns through a little, a little more than five games. You can say six games if you would like. So he's just, he's not putting up points. He's getting sacked too. He's been sacked 14 times and that's in five games. He didn't get sacked against Washington. So he was getting sacked three times a game. The rushing errors aren't there either. Three of his games this year for a guy who is known as a dominant dual threat quarterback, three games under or not under, but like with negative rushing yards, he's got 0.3 yards per carry on the year. Part of that is because of the sack yards. I get it. But even if you take those away, he's still really not doing that much as a runner. In fact, I, I think I tried to do the math off the top of my head. And, oh, man, don't don't ask me to do that. I can't remember. But, yeah, he's got 110 rushing yards on 31 carries, something like that. If you're putting everything together. I don't know. It, it's something like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not doing math right now. Okay. Just stop yelling at me. Point is he's not been what you thought you were getting. You thought you were getting this elusive dynamic quarterback who was going to be able to make some wow plays for you. Not the case. It's hard for that to be the case in his defense when the offensive line is so bad and, there's been very little consistency in the passing game, but you know, good quarterbacks are supposed to be able to lift you out of those kind of situations. And that just hasn't been the case. Then you look at what Borgay did with the same situation in the middle of the game. He threw almost as many touchdowns 
in less than a full game than Jones had had through six outings. Jones had four touchdowns on the year. Four gay through three in less than 60 minutes. I don't think it's that debatable at that point. Who's the more effective quarterback? The passing game simply looked better with him too. Borgay is 71% completion. Jones, a very, very respectable 63.6. But Borgay's yards per attempt were 8.7. Jones is 7.4. He's just a definitively better and more efficient passer than anything that Jones was putting together. Talking about Borgay. Right now, Arizona State needs somebody who can bring electricity to the offense. And you're starting to wonder if that person is still Emory Jones. That's where we're at with this situation. And I don't really know. And moving forward for the rest of the year, you got to find a way to win games. You got to find a way to get at least three. The three I mentioned, and we'll continue to mention, Stanford, Utah, or not Utah, good Lord, Stanford, Colorado, and U of A. Get those wins. Get to five and seven. That's respectable. Is Emory good enough to do that? I don't really know. It's a very tough situation that we're kind of in right now. So, but I'll tell you what, I will give you my best overall summary of how I feel about this in just a moment. But first, I do want to go ahead and talk to you guys about the thrilling moment provided by Nissan. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from Arizona State Sun Devils football or throughout history. So it wasn't this past week because we had a bye week. So instead, we're taking it back to last year down in Tempe, down in Frank Cushfield, Sunset Sun Devil Stadium, Tanner McKee, trying to take the Stanford Cardinal back down 21 to 10, just a few minutes left in the third quarter. Hikes the ball, drops back, looks left, getting pressured. Jack Jones hops on this ball. The Stanford receiver trying to rip it out of his hands. But what happens is he pitches it to DeAndre Pierce. Pierce takes that ball. See you later. Touchdown. Pick six. No, pitch six. Pitch six for Arizona State. Because Jack Jones, with the remarkable ball skills that he has, was able to take this ball away. And rather than go down or potentially risk losing the interception, gives it to his teammate and allows his teammate to get those sweet six points. It's about as selfless as it gets. And that is this thrilling moment provided to you. Again, this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in an all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. I don't know why you guys haven't done this yet. If you have, then I'm very proud of you. But if you haven't, then why aren't you listening to the Locked On to the Locked On Pac-12 podcast yet? Locked On Pac-12 is hosted by my good friend Spencer McLaughlin. It's posted Monday through Friday. It's weekly content, giving you everything you need to know about the Conference of Champions in 30 minutes or less. I hop on there all the time, too. Spencer's going to be on here later this week. You guys know who Spencer is. He's the best. Give him a listen. Make him the second listen of the day right after Locked On Sun Levels. Now, I'm sure you're wondering. Richie, what do you think is the right decision? Really just kind of depends on your philosophy, I guess, man. 
do you value moral integrity? I do personally, and I think you should too, because here's why Arizona state does not have a lot of that right now. Okay. A lot of it's gone because of all the, all the allegations that are going on with the COVID uh, protocols being violated and whatnot. This is not a good look for the program. This is definitely a team that is sinking by the minute. They need to show some kind of ownership isn't what I want to say, but it's what I'm going to roll with and just be able to say like, you know what? We made mistakes. We're going to push forward, put our best foot forward and prove that we're better than lying about, you know, quarantine kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, not the sanctions, but like the protocols, there you go. The COVID protocols, the, the quarantine protocols, you broke those. That's big deal. That's a big, 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 big deal. Don't do that. Prove to us you're better than that. How do you do that? You trudge it out through what's been a very rough season and what will continue to be a very rough season. And you show everyone that you've got integrity. You're not just giving up on people. Okay. 16 people walked into the transfer portal. You lost both your coordinators. You fired your head coach three weeks into the year. This is not a good look program right now. The last thing you need to do is abandon and turn your back on the people who came in to help fix your program. Emory Jones is one of those people. Emory Jones is proven. He is a good player. He has not been great this year. He hasn't been bad. He just has not been what you hoped he would. And honestly, maybe a little bit of that is on us for placing these expectations so high for Emory Jones. I know I thought he was going to be outstanding. And I should absolutely walk that back. Not because Emory Jones isn't outstanding or can't be outstanding, but because he's coming into an absolute uh, crap show. I guess is what I'm going to call it of, of a football team and a football program. The, the things in shambles, he came here anyways. He said, yeah, I'm your Huckleberry. I'll be your guy. Let me be your starting quarterback. Trust me. I'll help you guys out. I know you just lost a lot. Let me, let me, let me help you. Emory Jones came into this program knowing how bad it was. It's, it's not like he came in and then everything went to hell. No, no, no. everything had already been there. Everything was already, you know, a mile down that highway. He comes in anyways. He's like, I'm here. Let's roll. Let's fix this. I'm your guy. You can't just turn your back on that just because he got hurt. And then someone came in and came play, played better. Let's say you do decide you're going to roll with Borgay because of less than a game. Let's say he ends up being bad. Okay. Let's say that game was a fluke. You think Emory Jones is going to want to come back out and play for you? I know I'd be pretty pissed. Sure, he probably is going to come back out and play because it's his job and he cares about it. But you'd be you'd be wrong if you think he wasn't going to be a little upset about it and kind of sit there with like that little uh, that little evil grin of like, oh, I thought you didn't need me. I thought this kid was better than me. Yeah, you don't want to ruin this this mojo that you have going on with your quarterback right now. This is a good kid. This isn't a guy who's sitting here starting fights and whatnot and stirring up nonsense. So it's, it's a smart kid. He's a good kid. He's a good player. He hasn't done anything to lose his job. And that's why you should stick with him. I understand 
Trenton Borgay was better than Emory Jones has been all year in less than a game. I get that. And I agree with that. But you can't jump ship on who has been your starter all year for a guy who had 12 career pass attempts going into that game. He still only has 33 career pass attempts. You can't just move on from Emory Jones for that. That is risky. Now, if this kid ends up being Tom Brady, then sure, we can have an entirely different conversation, right? But that's not the case, more than likely. And that's not a knock on, on Trenton Borgay, okay? That is, that, that's just simply the reality we're in. Trenton Borgay is not Tom Brady. Probably. You can't, you can't do this to yourself. You need to be smart right now. You need to realize that this is not one of those times to get cute with the play calling. Okay. If you want to do anything, do this. And this is what you should do as well. Keep the leash a little shorter. Doesn't mean make it really short. Doesn't mean one interception. Emery's on the bench, but it means one interception. All right, Emery, got to figure it out. Drive stalls out. Emery, you got to figure it out. Another drive stalls out. Might be your last chance, dude. Another drive stalls out. All right. Let's see what Borge can do. Just keep the leash shorter. That's the right thing to do. It's the right thing. It's the smart thing. It's the correct thing. So, yes, you do stick with Emery. This isn't a it's, this isn't a ride or die thing. This isn't a no matter what, we have to stick with Emery. Because if he goes out and throws three straight interceptions, then, yeah, he should be benched. But even if he throws an interception on the first drive, you can't automatically panic and go right back to Borgay. What Borgay did was heroic, admirable. It's something he's going to remember for the rest of his life. He's going to tell his grandkids that story. And he should. It's an awesome story. But you can't, you can't just look at less than a full game's worth of material and say, this guy is better. Than a guy who has started probably close to 20 games in college football at this point. Very, very close to 20. Can't do that. Right, wrong, or indifferent. That's all I'm saying. And that's where I'll leave it. Is this the right decision? Richie Bradshaw of Locked on Sun Devils says yes. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I will see you next time. Make sure that wherever you're getting your podcast, you hit like and subscribe, turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we drop new content, which is five days a week, typically Monday through Friday. This week, it will be Tuesday through Saturday. But those podcasts are everywhere, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in a visual platform. Stay in touch with all the content, though, by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrats36. You can find the podcast at LO underscore Sun Doubles. And until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun